Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome to Date Yourself Radio. I'm your host, Veronica Grant, and I'm a green smoothie enthusiast, a radical self-care advocate, and a dating mindset coach for ambitious women looking for a deep and meaningful romantic partnership. Each week, you'll hear me answer a frequently asked question from this community, interview experts in the field, or work directly with a caller as I coach them through a dating or relationship obstacle they're facing. I give practical advice and tangible action that you can apply to your own life so you can learn how to treat yourself the way you want to be treated and get into the relationship you desire and deserve. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode number 47 of Date Yourself Radio. If you're just tuning in, welcome. I am so glad you're here and take a moment to dip back into the archives and check out any of the other podcast episodes that seem super relevant for you. I don't want you to miss out on any of that goodness. Now, many of you have been asking me what happened to the quickie episodes. So for those of you who are newer or not familiar, every Thursday, I release a longer episode, usually an interview, though sometimes it's by myself. And then Monday, I answer a short question um, that comes from the community or something that I've been working with with a client. Um, and just a question that I get over and over again, just anything like that, a, I will answer that on Mondays. And anywhere from five to 15 minute episodes, hence the category of those episodes, quickie episodes. And the truth is, is that I just got completely behind and I really just need to have a day where I can record like 10, 15 of those episodes in a day so that I can just have them churning out over the next few weeks rather than doing it last minute like I've been. So I'm only human. So I've put those on pause for the next week or so. And I have a day booked on my calendar a few days um, or in a few weeks, actually, or a couple of weeks. So I can record a bunch of those episodes for you. So those will start again towards either the end of this month in December when I'm recording and airing this episode or possibly in 2017. So if you have a question you would like me to answer in one of these quickie episodes, 
I can add that to the queue. So go over to veronicagrant.com forward slash ask and ask me your question and I will answer it completely anonymously. And um, yeah, I would love to support you in that way. Okay, so it is early to mid-December when I am recording and then also airing this episode. So we are in the midst of the holiday season. And I know this time of year is an amazing time of year. I am, I am Jewish, but I love the holiday season. I just love the magic that's in the air. Everyone is just so nice and friendly. And there's just this warmth in the air that I wish was around year round, but it's not, unfortunately. So I really just try to relish this time of year. However, I do know that it can also be a very triggering time of year. A huge engagement season. It seems like every other time you log into Facebook, someone else got engaged. And when you get to a certain age, you find that your younger siblings or your, your younger siblings' friends are getting engaged, or maybe your students or your campers or some, or people like that are getting engaged and you find yourself still single. Or perhaps you're going to holiday parties and family gatherings and you keep getting those annoying questions like, when are you going to bring someone back? Or why are you still single? And it also seems to be the time of year where all of the perfect happy couples seem to come out of the woodwork and it just seems like it's everywhere. And it's just so easy to get grounded or or to, to not feel grounded and to feel anxious and to feel maybe lonely and a little bit depressed. And I want to support you to help you make the holiday season the best ever so that you can stay grounded and present through all of the shopping, the cooking, the traveling, the gift exchanging, the family gatherings, the seeing old friends, going back to your hometown, all of that kind of stuff. So about a year ago, I actually did a uh, totally free webinar. You know, I do webinars every so often, every few months for the Date Yourself community. And a webinar that I did last December was the Singles Holiday Survival Guide Workshop. Now, I'm not doing another live webinar like that again. However, I was just getting so many questions about the holidays that I just wanted to dig back into the archives and pull this out for you so that you can still get all of the goodness. So you can just go over to um, bitly.com or it's bit.ly, so bit.ly, forward slash single holiday webinar. And that's all smushed into one word. And you can get this on-demand class. So as soon as you sign up, you'll have the class and you can pour yourself a cup of tea or a hot cocoa or a glass of wine, hot toddy, whatever floats your boat and listen into this workshop. It's about 45 minutes and it's honestly one of my favorite workshops I've ever done. So I help you deal with the jealousy that you might feel or the loneliness that you might feel during the holidays. And also, I give you uh, scripts and word-by-word things you can say to annoying questions like, why are you still single? Or when are you bringing someone back for the holidays? Um, So you get your free party favor, the conversational cheat sheet for nosy and nudgy relatives. So again, to grab this cheat sheet, but then also to get the free on-demand class, head over to bit.ly. So that's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash single holiday webinar. And you can get your hands on that. And I will also include that link. I know it's a little bit confusing in the show notes, which is at veronicagrant.com forward slash episode 47. That's the number four seven. And you can also just scroll down on your whatever player you're using to listen to this podcast episode and grab that link there and get this class. Now, before we get to our episode today, I just want to share also that I am taking on two more private clients 
through the end of 2016. So if you are looking to make 2017 the year of you, the year of just a complete transformation so you can find your perfect for you relationship next year, I would love to support you. So to start that process and to see if this is a good fit for both of us, head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching. And there you'll have a few questions to answer. So go ahead and answer those questions. And I will get back to you within two business days about setting up a powerful yet no obligation coaching conversation just to see if we are a good fit to work together to make 2017 the year of love for you. Okay, so on to today's episode. I'm really excited about this episode. It's a little bit different. I came across my guests in a Facebook networking group that I'm in for uh, women entrepreneurs. And Margot, who is my guest, she is a blogger and also the podcast host for Fit Bottom Girls. And I was just a little bit fangirl because I've been listening or reading Fit Bottom Girls forever. I mean, pretty much since they've been around. I remember reading them in college and that's about how old they are. I just love the podcast or the podcast and, and the Facebook, excuse me, the podcast and the website. It's just a great resource for all things fitness and health and nutrition. Um, really, really great resource. And so Margo's coming on to the podcast today to have two different conversations. She has two different, um, areas of expertise that I really wanted to talk with her about. So one, we talk about, uh, fitness and how you can change the relationship with your body. And she gives the most simple advice. And it really blew my mind. I'm like, oh yeah, why didn't I think of that? So I'm really excited to share that conversation and her tips with you. And then the second part of the conversation, it's one of my guilty pleasures, which is psychoanalyzing movies and TV shows. So for those of you who don't know, I love to watch... Uh, movies and TV shows about dating and relationships just to kind of see what's going on and psychoanalyze and try to figure out patterns and why we believe certain things or why we do certain things and what's going on with the characters in the show. Like I could go all day about it. And she is an expert in movies and TV shows. So I brought her actually onto the podcast today to talk about how movies, um, often portray relationships and how that affects what we believe to be reality. And there's a lot of different extremes and a lot of different ways that this happens. So I just am so excited for this conversation to, or for you to hear this conversation. And I think that after you listen to this episode, you're going to watch movies a little bit differently. And I'm not bashing movies or TV shows. I still watch them. I love them. However, I'm able to remove myself a little bit better from the TV shows and movies and not get so triggered or compare my life or my emotional health to them. So we're going to go right to it and I will see you there. Hey, Margo, and welcome to Date Yourself Radio. I'm so excited to have you here today. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm psyched to be here. Yeah, I am so thrilled to have you here. Um, so you are, and you can, I'll let you tell who you are um, to our guest in just a moment, but you are a um, podcast host and I think blogger for Fit Bottom Girls, which I love your your blog or, or that blog. I've been reading it for years. So we'll definitely include that link in the show notes for other listeners, but it's just... Um, yeah, like a fangirling a little bit. I just, I just Aww. love what you guys. <laughs> are Thank doing you over so there. much. Yeah, I was at. I, I told them I started working for them about four years ago, and I met uh-huh. met Jen at a convention. And I said to her, "I basically have a blog crush on your blog." Like, <laughs> and I said, "I'd love to write for you sometime." She goes, "Well, we need." I'm based in New York. She says, "Well, I need somebody to like go to New York events. Do you want to do it for us?" And I'm like, uh, 
yeah. And that's how I got started. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really fun, um, doing this podcast and I'm sure for you, we'll talk about your podcast, but having people on your show, it's like, okay, can I just fangirl just for a second? Oh, and then I can get out of my we, system. We can, we can actually talk. Um, because oh, I, was, absolutely. I, I had definitely a couple of other guests on my show that, um, well, I guess not so much blog crush, but I definitely had like a podcast crush on them. So. Yeah. <laughs> we had Julian Michaels on our podcast last week and, uh, I, I, I was so nervous. I f- almost forgot to hit record when I was like setting it up. Like I was just so, it was so out of body. She's like, Hey Margo, it's Julian. I'm like, Oh my God. Wait, oh you're going to have to tell me who that is. <laughs> Julian Michaels. So she was in the biggest loser. Uh, oh, okay. she's a trainer. She does a lot of commercials. Um, she has a show on E right now, but yeah, she's always on the cover of shape magazine, like twice a year. She's on cover of shape magazine. Oh, so you would okay. know her if you saw her and you'd be like, Oh yeah. 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 I probably, I probably would. So, um, we're, we're going to talk about movies in a little bit and rom-coms okay. and all that kind of stuff. But, um, so everyone listening to this podcast will learn how I just, I don't know who anyone is. I feel like really ignorant <laughs> when it comes to pop culture. And for a while, I like, I, <laughs> for a while, I like stayed up really into The Bachelor. Um, it was just like my guilty pleasure. And I just, I knew all the contestants and the winners and like, I don't know, right. Bachelor gossip. And now I like, it's, it's, it's so like, there's so many hours, like it's just, they extended like the show times and all that stuff. And yeah, now that I'm a dating coach, like I can't even watch it for guilty pleasure. It's just, it's like, it's, it's, it's too much. Um, so now I'm like really out of pop culture. Cause at least that was like my one connection. <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I'll see what I can uh, see if I can help you. Yeah. My, my guilty pleasure when it comes to pop culture is, um, the British Royal family. <laughs> Oh God, don't you love them? I really do. I just started watching, um, the crown on Netflix. Isn't it great? Isn't it the best? It's so good. It's so good. It's, I watched it in all, I watched it one day. It was like all day on a Saturday and I just, I couldn't stop. I just, I'm going to watch it again. I'm on like episode four or five, maybe. I'm not really sure. Mm. I'm also like a big nerd. It's it's like a double whammy because not only is it about the British Royal family, but, um, I, I'm a nerd when it comes to historical fiction, like historical fiction movies and books and TV shows. Like, um, I just watched The Race and I loved that. Or maybe it's called Race. I'm not sure. The one about, um, Jesse Owens. Um, oh, I haven't seen that. Oh, it's really good. My, my fiance and I watched that the other night. Just, every once in a while I get the, like, oh, let's watch a movie. I'm like, oh yeah, it's a good idea. And so that's what we, that's what we watched. Um, so anyways, okay. Before we just keep chit chatting, um, why don't you tell the listeners who you are and what you do? So hi everyone. I'm Margo. Um, I co-host the fit bottom girls podcast. I produce it and co-host it. And then I also am a producer and co-host for another podcast called book versus movie, where we talk about films that are adapted from books. So I know a lot about books and movies, and I'm also a fitness instructor, uh, part-time about, I teach about 10 classes a week. And then I have my own home marketing consulting business that I work out of my apartment. And I live in Brooklyn, New York. Awesome. That was very, very concise. So tell us a little bit about Fit Bottom Girls for listeners who don't know about the blog. So Fit Bottom Girls was started in 2008 uh, by two women, Jen and Erin. They're based in the Midwest. And it was just a blog to start people getting on the road to fitness. And it's everything from healthy recipes to exercises to just motivational uh, articles and essays to playlists that you can borrow, you know, you should check out for your own workout. Mm -hmm. And over time, it's become um, Fit Bottom Eats. 
Fit Bottom Mamas, Fit Bottom Zen. And then we just started, I, I pitched them the idea in the spring. You know, I started doing my own podcast a couple of years ago. I said, why don't we do a Fit Bottom Girls podcast? It's like, it makes total sense. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, if you want to handle it, it's yours. And so it just happened. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I didn't realize that it expanded so much into those, um, yeah. those subsets. That's, that's great. Um, yeah. So if it started in 2008, so I was probably a senior in college. That's probably when I started reading some, my friend would just send me like all of, or maybe it was in grad school. Um, my friend would just send me all, all of these blog posts about, you know, all sorts of stuff. And I didn't know you guys ha- had playlists though. I'm always looking yeah, for Yeah. I actually playlists. used to do them. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, because I do that for my teaching. So I'm always like trying to, I haven't done it in a while since I started the podcast, but I used to mm-hmm. create like two or three playlists a month for them. So um, one thing that I don't think we, I told you when we were just chatting offline was I also used to teach, well, I used to teach fitness classes. I'm still certified through ACE. Um, oh yeah. And so I was teaching fitness classes probably from about, let's see, 2005 to about 2000. Um, Oh my gosh, 10 or 11. So like five or six years. And, um, you know, part of my story in getting into fitness was just literally like I, well, I, you know, my audience knows my story for the most part that I had an unhealthy relationship with food and my body and felt like I just needed to, you know, eat 1200 calories. And so that involved a lot of working yeah. out usually, um, to get to that net. Um, and then I started, I decided I want to be a fitness instructor, even though I was so shy and I was terrified to get up in front of people. I was like, I'm going to do it because I want to get paid to do something I'm doing every day anyways. And so that's really how I started my career in fitness. Um, but I'm just kind of curious to hear your experience because, um, you know, when I was a fitness instructor, a lot of my students would come up to me and say like, oh, I ate like three brownies last week or last night or something like that, or they drank a lot, or they had a date coming up that weekend or something like that. And they always wanted me to quote unquote punish them. Like, I need you, I need you to like work me hard today or I got to burn, I got to burn this off. And I'm just kind of curious to hear if that's been, you know, your experience and kind of how you handle that conversation. Cause you know, it just can lead to this, um, you know, lack of like basically like an empty, a, a bottomless barrel, so to speak of just like never being good enough or skinny enough or good, uh, looking good enough or, or whatever. So can you, can you talk a little bit about that? Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, I had somebody that would take, I teach a boot camp class on mm-hmm. Tuesday mornings and she came every week for, uh, for a month. Mm-hmm. And then she came up to me after, after that, the fourth week and she said, I'm sorry, you just, you're not working me hard enough. I have to lose five pounds. And I looked at her and she's this teeny tiny little thing. Mm-hmm. And she looked desperate. Like, I really need to lose the five pounds. I'm like, what are you trying to lose? What's going on? She goes, no, no, no. I, I, I need to lose it. Don't, don't you see? Don't you see? And, and she was perfect. She was beautiful. And, and she just put this number on that she had to, that had to lose. And I told her like, you know, it's, it's what you eat. It's, you also need time to rest your body. Like people really beat up their body. You've probably seen this too. People go every single day finishing themselves that creates inflammation. Mm -hmm. So you're going to, and actually it puts your body into an emergency mode. So it'll start to hold on to fat and Mm -hmm. like not burn calories as much because it's like storing, it's like storing itself up for like a fight using it that much. So you have to find Mm -hmm. find that really healthy balance. And I'm always trying to promote that with with Pete. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? The has to be, has to be a part of it. And it's really 
hard to explain. People get them to think like you need to stress. You need to go to classes so you meet new people and you widen your circle of friends. It's like. Yeah. Hey, Margo. Um, so you're cutting out a lot. Are you still there? Um, let's see. We might have to actually cut this part out. Are you there? Are you losing me? Yeah. Now I can hear you better. I was, I almost didn't get that. Yeah, I'm here. So I didn't get almost that whole answer. So, um, but now I can hear you much better. Let me try. I had couple of other windows open. Let me see if I can close those and that'll help, I think. Um, okay. And then, and I just said like, I never edit unless something crazy happens. <laughs> and here we go. Um, okay. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> no, that's okay. Okay. So can you just talk for a second? Just so uh, let me see how the connection is. Okay. Just like say test, test, test or something. Test, test, test. Okay. Now you sound good. Okay. So can you um, basically just... Say it again? Yeah. Just say the whole thing again. You can start with the... I I heard a little bit of the story with the woman who wanted to lose five pounds, but I think just for editing purposes, it's probably easier just to start the whole thing over. Is that okay? Okay. Yeah. That's not a problem. Okay. Sorry about that. Yeah. Tell me when. Um, That's okay. You you can go ahead and start. I'm just going to cut this out. So whenever you're ready. Okay. Yeah, yeah, this absolutely has happened to me before. And in fact, last year I teach a Tuesday AM boot camp class. Mm-hmm. And I had someone who took my classes and then she went for a month every Tuesday for a month. And then she came up to me after class. She goes, You're not working me hard enough. He goes, You don't understand. I need to lose five pounds. It's really important. I'm sick of these five pounds. I have to lose these five pounds. And she's about five feet tall. Mm-hmm. So for her, five pounds is a lot. I mean, you know, right, for, right. I'm, I'm five foot eight. That's that's not, you know, I could cane and lose that in the afternoon, basically, mm-hmm. but you know, with water weight and stuff like that. But anyway, she was so distraught and so upset. And like, and when she wouldn't get an exercise correct, she got mad at herself. And I was, you know, I try to talk to her, like, what are you really trying to do? Because, you know, if you have more than a number, I mean, five pounds is nothing. I mean, it could be water weight. It could be any kind of thing, but I see a lot of people when I'm teaching, you know, I teach about 10 classes a week and I try to really take it easy and not ride the bike the whole time and try to, you know, take care of my body. So when I work out on my own, I can do it properly. But I see people in the gym every day and they're like an hour and a half, two hours every day. And that just abuses your body. I mean, it's just, it's going to cause inflammation. You could, you could really hurt, you know, ruin your hormones. You can really throw your hormones out of whack. I mean, you throw your hormones out of whack. It takes months to heal them. Um, and I, and we, with fit bottom girls, our, our motto is you are more than on a scale. Mm-hmm. No, you are a whole entire person, more than that number. And I always tell my students, it's, yeah, okay, you're here to burn some calories. I get that. But here, I want you to work out because it's good for your heart. Mm-hmm. I want you to work out because it relieves stress. I want you to work out because it'll help you sleep at night. I want you to go to classes because I want you to meet other people and make new friends and make new connections because that makes us happy human beings. Like all of that is important too. And it's just as important. It's important to have a rest day once a week. It doesn't mean be totally lazy, but you got to re- you know, let your body recover too. You have to treat your body like it's, you know, it's important and special and not a thing. We have this thing in our culture, especially American culture that 
if you want to achieve something, you have to work really hard. You have to like really be almost abusive to yourself in some way or else it's not an achievement. And it's like, that's just not simply not true. You know, Mm. it's it. So I I really, it's trying to get people to not have that mindset, but you know, it's, it's hard. I mean, it's so Mm. great, especially in the gym culture, you know, they, they Mm. just, everything's aspirational that they, they market to people Mm -hmm. and most people won't look like those posters that they have everywhere. It's just not possible. It takes too much time. It takes a lot of money. It takes training. You you have to watch every single bite you eat. I mean, just enjoy your life, enjoy yourself and enjoy yourself as a, as a person, even if you have five pounds that don't make you happy. I mean, come on. I mean, it's, it's hard. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. You, pull the number exactly five pounds because before I was a dating coach, I was a health coach and that's what I'm trained in. And I um, wanted to become a health coach because I had very similar experiences to you. Like a lot of, like I said earlier, women wanted to me to punish them. um, And I wanted to help them on a more broader holistic scale. So, and my, um, my whole thing was about losing the last five pounds when I was a health coach, but the five pounds weren't really about the weight. It was about the emotional weight that was Mm -hmm. behind the five pounds. So there, it's just so interesting that there's something about five pounds. Like, um, you know, if I just lost these five pounds, then I could have any guy that I wanted, which was pretty much the mindset that I had for years. Um, Me too. You did too. Can you tell us? Oh yeah. 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 No, I, I mean, I had eating disorders um, when I was in high school and college and I got, I'm, a, I'm five foot eight. I got down to 105 pounds. I was very, oh, very, wow. yeah. And then, um, for my twenties, this is so embarrassing a bit, but I, I, I didn't want to be anorexic anymore. I wanted to eat, but I didn't want to eat too much because I liked being thin. I just knew that was too thin. So I basically started smoking cigarettes and mm. I, throughout my twenties, I stayed thin by smoking cigarettes. And then I finally just got a, you know, case, you know, people and friends who like cared about me were like, this is ridiculous, you know? Yeah. And my friend's father passed away from cancer at a very young age. And that was like the, the wake up call. And so I got rid of smoking. I started eating healthier. I started working out and then I started taking classes, which I never thought I would enjoy. And mm-hmm. I loved it. Mm-hmm. And then I started, I got my spin instructor thing and certification. And then it was like, well, why don't I teach other classes? So I got my group fitness and then I got my personal training. And yeah, the person I am now in her forties is so much healthier and happier than the one in her twenties, yeah. though I was probably younger and thinner and prettier then, but it, it, it didn't make me happy. Right. You, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's so interesting because we have this equation in our head, like, when of like when then like when I lose five pounds or when I'm in a relationship then I'll be happy mm-hmm. um and it's just I was listening to another podcast the other day actually and the host was saying um it's just a it's just a wrong equation it's like trying it's like it's like me trying to tell you that two plus two equals five like mm-hmm. it's just simply wrong <laughs> um, right like it's it, or it's incorrect I, I should say say it's incorrect um and and I find a lot of um you know, so one of the first things I ask my clients when they start working with me is, okay, tell me what your self care is like. Like, how do you take care of yourself? And the first thing they always go to is like, well, you know, I eat healthy. I try to eat, you know, X, Y, Z. Um, I try to go to the gym however many days a week and I run and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, okay, that's like how you're exercising and that's awesome. But how are you actually, you know, taking care of yourself? So I'm just kind of curious, like, what do you do to help, um, other women to, I guess, um, you know, have a healthy relationship with fitness and not see it as like 
their self-care or like their, or and it is a form of self-care in a lot of ways, but like how mm-hmm. they just have a more holistic view and understand what's, what exercising and fitness is really about and, and less about what it's, you know, shouldn't be about. We, we really try to promote that on Fit Bottom Girls. Like we said, it's about po- body positivity and loving, mm-hmm. you know, who you are, where you are in the journey. You know, you're, you're great right now. And you're, if you want to lose a few pounds, okay. But it's, it's mm-hmm. just shouldn't be like this defining thing in your life. I mean, you, you're going to a wedding and you want to look good. That's different than this person that took my class who literally looked like she was going to fall apart if she didn't lose five pounds. It's mm-hmm. just trying to, you know, like we said, the self-care and getting people motivated to take, you know, just a healthy heart is so important. I I also like, I do a lot of plyometrics with students. I try to tell them like jumping, like they don't want to jump. I'm like, you need joint stability because you don't want to be one of those people in your sixties and seventies that can't get out of a chair by yourself. Like that's all about your happiness. You're you're able able to move and take care of yourself. 60s, 70s, 80s. You'll go out, you'll be out out in the world making friends and doing things. You know, Mm -hmm. you don't take care of yourself. It's going to stop you from doing that. And you're, and that's no way to live. Mm-hmm. So it's trying to get people to see the end game of the big picture. It's hard when they're in their twenties. Like they're, they're a tough group to get to, mm-hmm. you know, that they, they're very hardwired. They're very anxious. You know, they just, just want to know how everything's going to turn out. And it's kind of hard to explain, like no one knows how it's going to turn out, but you have to, you know, enjoy things while you can. And in the moment, I mean, that's mm-hmm. something I wish I told myself in my twenties. I wish somebody would have shaken me by the shoulders and gotten that into my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for someone who is, you know, um, suffering from poor body image and whether or not, you know, and, and despite their weight, like they just don't, they think they need to lose weight and they're, um, they just, you know, their body feels like the, their enemy, like what are some things that they can start doing? Um, like even just like right now to, to move towards a healthier relationship towards their body and towards fitness. I think having a goal, a fitness goal is really important. If it's mm-hmm. running a 5k, if it's doing a, a great handstand, um, mm-hmm. if it's being able to jump on a box, like this, th- this level of box to that level of a box, mm-hmm. being able to do a tricep push up, like having a physical goal for you to work toward and achieve, we'll mm-hmm. see, show you how to take all different parts of your body and your mind and your nutrition and you use them all together to achieve it. Mm-hmm. And I that's what I think really helps. Like for me, when I have a goal, like, like I said, it was jumping on a box. I had a big thing in my head. I'll trip on the box. I'll break my face. I'll look like an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) And I had to like really get over that. And for me, I, this year, I I really want to learn to do the crow pose in yoga. You're a yoga instructor. Like I, all of them tell me like, you're not going to fall on your face. Like you just have to really trust what you're going to do, but it's, it's core stability and it's practicing and it's humbling to do that. You know, you can feel kind of silly and childish, but it's, it's good. It's good to learn new things and it's good to challenge yourself. And just, I guess that even like a simple handstand, even at a headstand handstand, but just like setting those little goals for yourself will really help you appreciate your body more. You know, that's so interesting. You, you say that because I feel like I knew that or like had that idea in my head like that. And cause I think yoga was a huge part on my journey to body image recovery. Um, mm-hmm. But I never actually thought about it that in that way. And it's funny because a lot of my private yoga clients, like if they were never able to reach their toes and then they can touch their toes, it's like, oh like, yeah, heaven is like broken open. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh like, yeah. Rainbows everywhere. And, um, it's just so funny. Like I never thought of that being like a big deal, whether or not you can reach your toes. I mean, everyone is where they are. Um, 
And, and it is really interesting because I do have some goals for myself for poses that I'm trying to, to, to do better. So like right now I, um, I am working on, um, Pinjumayarasana, which is, I think it's peacock pose. So it's basically like a forearm balance. Mm-hmm. Um, so it looks like hand Sam for everyone listening, but you're on your forearms instead of your hands oh, and it's, tough. it's really hard. And, um, it's been a goal of mine. I've been working on that pose for probably about a year now and I can do it. I'm just not confident enough to do it. Like in the middle of a yoga class in the middle of the sure. room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but it's just really interesting because when I, when I am, um, you know, working on like, whether it's an inversion or an arm balance or just some other like crazy pose, um, just being able to do it is just like, it's like, wow, my body can, can do this right. um, and do this weird shape or this pose that's challenging. And it really, and, and again, I never thought of it that way, but it really does help you to see your body in a different way and have a, mm-hmm. um, a better relationship to it. Um, yeah. I mean, if, if you have friends that are going to do a bike ride, you know, for breast cancer or something, mm-hmm. and it sounds really fun, like start taking spin classes. And then you're going to learn like, what do I need to eat for me to sustain my energy? You know, what yeah. works for me? And once you learn what works for you, you become connected to yourself and then you're not treating, you know, you're not, your body isn't your enemy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it's, 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 I, I really, really think people should do that more. I think people really should think about a goal. I mean, like a New Year's resolution or whatever, but yeah. I want to learn how to do X by the end of the year. Yeah, I love that. And it also makes a lot more, helpful. it makes a lot more sense, all of the yoga challenges with the the poses. Like I never understood it, but now I get it, <laughs> I think a little better. Um, yeah, yeah, totally. I get it. Yeah. I'm impressed. Yeah. I love that. Okay, so I want to switch gears because one of the the main or the other main reason I wanted to invite you onto the show today is to talk about movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of my listeners, Date Yourself Radio, and also my clients have never really experienced um, or even seen a what a quote unquote healthy relationship looks like. Obviously, all relationships look different. Um, but mm-hmm. either like they've never really been in a relationship or they, um, have only had unhealthy relationships and perhaps their parents have had unhealthy relationships or no relationship. Um, and so there's not a lot of positive examples except for movies and TV right. shows. Um, so yeah, that's, that can definitely be an issue because I mean, as I think we're going to talk about movies show completely distorted um, yeah. view on, on relationships and, and women really, and men. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I think you both, uh, you know, it's so interesting. Have you ever seen a movie called the karate kid? Okay. So it's really funny. <laughs> I've never seen the movie. However, um, the other day, Stevie and I were hiking in central Texas and he, I guess like their karate kid did that really funny kick where his like arms were yeah. up in the air. And so he did that pose, um, on top of one of the rocks. Cause there's like all these rock formations. <laughs> where oh, oh, do you know the basic story? It's just a kid that learns karate and basically makes, you know, gets the girl and, and has self-esteem and all that stuff. And, um, I was listening to a podcast once and it was, it was really kind of almost creepy to listen to, but it was a guy talking and he was saying, you know, in the movie, he, he gets Elizabeth Shue as the actress. Mm-hmm. He's like, every guy watches this movie and they think they can get one of her and they feel really ripped off that they don't. 
And I was like, ooh, but also thinking like, well, yeah, but the character in the movie works hard to get her and treats her decently and treats her like she should be treated with respect and all this stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's it's funny how people kind of see things. But yeah, I, I to be honest with you, I've, I used to love romantic comedies. And then after a while, I just found them a little formulaic and tedious and mm-hmm. they can really hurt your I mean, I found that they could be really harmful in, you know, in your just going on dates and dating and stuff because you just think, oh, there's going to be an instant connection, right? Because that's mm-hmm. how it is in the movies. People instantly, you know, whatever. And I don't find that in real life. Like, sure, you connect with some people pretty quickly, but sometimes it takes a little work to find someone, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and get them to come out of their shell and stuff like that. And, you know, the movies don't have the patience for that. It has to be wham, bam, you know, and yeah. the really, the really good ones have Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks in them because <laughs> they're great actors. It's great writing, you know, it's romantic. You root for them to get together and that kind of thing. But sure. It could be a little, because then you also just think like, Oh, I just have to sit around and he'll show up. You know, yeah. I just sit around with pretty blonde hair and the guy will come along and that'll be that. And you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, no, it's a relationship. It's going to take work. It's, you know, it's work to find someone it's work to like, keep it together. And then it's like, you get together and then all of a sudden you have his family, you have your family, you have pets, you have kids. I mean, it just, you know, the movies don't do that. You know, movies yeah. just go right all into the, 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 the cat and mouse chase kind of thing. And right. they don't really get it to the nitty gritty I find. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's just, it's so true because, you know, I find myself and I'm, I'm in a relationship, you know, we're going mm-hmm. on three and a half years and we got engaged over the summer. And, um, and even I find myself like watching a romantic comedy. I'm like, well, we're not happy go lucky like that. Right. <laughs> and, and so, um, you know, and so, I mean, I, I teach this stuff. I, I live and breathe this stuff and I feel like right. I can still get triggered by it. Um, and so, you know, for someone who's never, you know, had a relationship that they want, like it's, it's, um, it's a pretty, um, it, it's just, you know, it can be just really damaging to have that be your, um, yeah. be your comparison. So I'm just kind of curious, like, what do you think are, or, or I don't know if you, um, you know, have any opinion on this, but like, what do you think are like the, the worst culprits in terms of movies out there? Um, I love Kate Hudson as a person. Uh-huh. I think she's adorable. She was interviewed on Howard Stern recently, and I just find her bubbly and adorable. But her romantic comedies with Matthew McConaughey are just, I think, really damaging. <laughs> um, they're just because they just so unrealistic, you know, for men and women. Mm-hmm. And and it's all just about winning some guy. And I find those uh, the ones where it's like super important for the guy to fix her or the woman to fix him. Even like finding someone to fix you, I think, is really kind of a damaging thing I because yeah. you know you have to take care of yourself and you have to be good with yourself right you know yeah it's, it's funny I just recently watched um how to lose a guy in 10 days yes that's the, what I'm talking for about. the first time ever <laughs> so I never watch movies um I just watched Star Wars for the first time earlier this year um and I don't know what came over me but I just was like I want to watch a movie and so I watched how to lose a guy in 10 days and oh my god, it was so bad. <laughs> I know, I know. And women love that movie. I have friends every time it's on TV, they're like posting on Facebook, watching this, and then they're like, "Yeah, me too." I'm like, what is wrong with you? It's terrible. It's garbage. Yeah. But like it's, he's I like can... the I, I don't know. Like he's like 
I don't remember the like all the the details, but like he's like kind of like the asshole guy that she right. changes, and I think that that storyline is is so damaging because um, I know so many women in um, the date yourself community that there's like this fantasy and it's not just women in my community, but I think just generally like there's this fantasy of um, being the one who changes the guy. Like the guy says, I don't really want a relationship right now, or I'm not looking for anything serious. And um, we just, you know, ignore that piece of information. And then like three months later, right. we can't figure out why we're upset because he doesn't want to be in a relationship with you, even though he told you that he didn't want to be in a relationship. But there's just this fantasy of like, well, I'll be the one that'll make him change or I'll be the one that'll, um, make him commit or something, you know, something like that. And it's just, oh God, it's heartbreaking. And I totally, I mean, like, I'm totally guilty of that. I definitely did that. So it's not like if you're listening to this and you're like, oh shit, I've done that. You know, it's, no, it's, it's normal. It's, it's yeah. normal. And I also think like as women, we're kind of nurturers, you know, this is a broad stroke, you know, that I'm mm-hmm. painting here, but we do tend to be nurturers and, mm-hmm. and you know, kind of like to fix things and tr- like to, you know, come in and help things. But you know, I find, you know, it took me a while to realize like into my thirties, like men are actually pretty direct and, and mm-hmm. say what they're, what's on their mind and what they want and what they yeah. don't want. You know yeah. what I mean? They're, they don't really talk in code. <laughs> and so exactly. if you were the guy who's like, I'm not interested in relationships, I'm going to live with my mother until she dies. I'm going to inherit that house. And I don't want kids and I don't want that. That's how he wants to live. He's not looking for a girl that's like going to snag him. Into, and why do you want to snag somebody who doesn't want to marry you? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But but we have those movies that tell us like, oh no, that's part of the chase and that's part of, you know, what makes it fun. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, it actually, you can waste years of your life doing that. Yeah. I know people have wasted years of their lives to be with someone who didn't want to commit and who made it very clear. I don't want to marry you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's so funny. I had, I had a, um, a male, I don't usually have very many male guests on date yourself radio, but I did have one. So, um, name, uh, his name is Chris Sater. I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name, but, um, from exboyfriendrecovery.com. And so he wrote this blog post about, he has like a whole theory around it. I forget what it's called, but basically like how we just listen to what we want to listen to. And, and, Mm -hmm. and just, and just men are, are very direct. We just don't listen to what we, you know, we don't listen to what we don't want to. And, um, and, and I think, yeah, romantic comedies definitely, and actually the, the most significant relationship that I had, um, before, just, just before Stevie and I, I was like totally, I never even told the story on the podcast. So, um, but I was totally, you know, wooed by him and he was like this banker and like could wine and dine me. Um, and I could kind of tell that like, he was a little bit of a party boy and maybe not mm-hmm. looking for something serious. And, um, I don't know if he was an alcoholic, but he definitely had some problems around drinking because he was too drunk two times in a row to pick me up on our already scheduled date. Um, and I just like stuck with it because I was like, I'm going to be the one to change him. <laughs> um, and that was yeah, only, yeah. and that was only probably, um, you know, I'd already been on this journey of transformation at that point, but like, you know, like every transformation, transformational journey, it's like two steps forward, one step back. So that was definitely mm-hmm. during a step back period. Um, but that was only like, oh gosh, I don't know, four months before CB and I started dating that I put up with this guy's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We've all put up with bullshit. Um, yeah, it's just, um, 
And, and, and then of course, you know, the flip side of that is thinking a man will fix us or, or save us. Right. Right. You know, it's also just, um, you know, this, I don't, I don't want to get too political, but, um, I got really annoyed with, um, with the, the election this year. Mm-hmm. Um, Louis C, Louis CK, do you know who he is? He's a comedian and, um, he had a show on FX and he, anyway, he, I'm not a big fan, but he was on Conan O'Brien's show and he says, mm-hmm. I'm going to vote for Hillary. You know why? Because she was a mother. She's a mother and a grandmother, which means she gets stuff done and she's blah, 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 blah. And I just sat there and like, she's a competent human being on her own, you know, like, like her, don't like her based on her achievements in Mm -hmm. the workplace. It's not because of the people she's attached to, but we have that also in our culture. Like, unless you are married and have kids, you, you know, you are less worthwhile and that's just really damaging. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, uh, oh shoot, I forget I was. I'm sorry. No, I forgot. I was going to ask. <laughs> I do that to people sometimes. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. I so leave my head. Just, I'm like, I got to talk about this. Yeah. No, this is like one of my favorite things to do is to, it's funny because even though I don't watch a lot of movies, I do watch a lot of TV shows and I love to analyze shows. Um, but do you have any other like either movies or TV shows that you find just be particularly damaging um, that maybe someone in my audience watches and maybe now they'll watch it from a different perspective? There was a show called The Newsroom. Do you remember that? It was on HBO. Yes. Yes. The way women were treated on that show was just so infuriating. Usually, um, oh, who's the person that runs the show? Aaron um, Sorkin. Aaron Sorkin. Sorkin. Yeah, Yeah, he writes a lot of like weird, hateful things about women in his scripts. And, you know, filled with like smart women. So you think like, oh, I should pay attention to her. And then all of a sudden he throws bullshit at her. And um, and you think like, well, I guess you take the good to take the bad. I don't know. I, I think a lot of also like workplace films, um, they, they have that thing like, oh, the woman is successful here, but not successful there. And that's normal and that's OK. And mm-hmm. it's like, no, you can be happy in both. You just have to work at it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of like other like, do you ever? I love broadcast news. Do you know that movie? Mm-mm. No. So Holly Hunter, she plays this woman who's like a very successful TV news executive. Mm-hmm. But when she's having a relationship problem, she literally is sitting on the sidelines crying her eyes out. Like they, make, they have a couple of scenes where she's just wailing away and we're supposed to laugh at it. But it sort of normalizes this idea like successful businesswomen are terrible at relationships. They scare men. And I hate that stuff. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I can't tell you how many women have told me that, well, I just think I intimidate men because of, you know, their career success or financial success. And um, I don't think they have any other reason to believe that except for this story. Yeah, that's perpetuated by movies and and, and pop culture. Yeah. yeah. Do you, do you have any opinions on, okay, so I think like the number one TV show on relationships and dating is Sex in the City. So what's your Ugh. opinion on Sex in the City? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a New Yorker. So, okay. and, and I was a young woman dating in New York in the scene and I, I still do, but uh, I loved it when it came out. Look, it was every week. It was like cotton candy. Uh-huh. It was fun. The clothes were fun. And then nine 11 happened. And then, you know, things got a little bit more serious, but, um, I don't think it's personally, I don't think it's great for relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think it gives a very skewed idea of people who don't live in New York, how New Yorkers behave. They don't behave like New Yorkers. They don't really behave like anybody I know. I wouldn't be friends with these people. Yeah. So 
person, especially Carrie. I wouldn't, I mean, I love to watch her. I love the clothes, I love the outfits and I like the boyfriends that she had, but <laughs> you know, uh, the, the, I mean, it was fun. Like I said, every week it was a half an hour. It was fun. But, mm-hmm. um, I, I personally don't think it's a great show for women. Mm-hmm. What specifically about it? I think just, um, you know, all the crap the women put up with from the men in their lives. Like there's at some point I remember watching it and I said out loud to the screen, like, you know, you don't have to accept every date. Like every time somebody asks you out, you don't have to accept. If you go out once or twice and it doesn't work, you're allowed to just ghost them. You're allowed to just go on and go out with somebody else. You don't have to date somebody for six months who's a total bozo. Like, don't you have anything else you'd rather do? Mm-hmm. That stuff made me crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The one part about that show that, cause I, I, I feel the same way. It was totally a guilty, it's like a guilty pleasure. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I enjoy the outfits and just like and, and I mean, I don't know, Carrie's apparently broke in the show, but like, yeah, she doesn't look she had, like it. <laughs> remember, that, remember that one that she had like, they, she had like $5,000 worth of shoes. Like somebody, like she figured out she had that much money in just shoes. And then they, she, I remember this, she expected one of her friends to help her buy her apartment. She had no savings whatsoever. And yeah. the whole thing was that she was mad because her friend who was rich didn't lend her the money to buy her apartment. Like, why would she lend you money? You're never going to pay her back. Yeah. Like you're, you're 40 plus years old, like take yeah. responsibility. But yeah. yeah, it was weird. The, the, some of the things that they, they decided what were for the lesson yeah. or whatever. You know, I think the thing that stuck out for me most when I watched that show, um, is, um, Cause sometimes I actually think that like, it's, it's interesting. Cause I think sometimes when, you know, Carrie's writing her column, like in the show and they like show like the screen where like her computer screen and cursor and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like sometimes I feel like the questions that she's asking are like legitimate questions. Like, you know, is there, is there this mm-hmm. problem that we just want to be rescued by men? I think that's like a good discussion to have. Cause I do think that a lot of women are out there dating cause they just want to be rescued. Yeah, uh, from whatever. And, and, um, but the thing that bothered me most about that show is how, and I know this is just the TV show, but like all of the friends just talked about dating and men and relationships yep. constantly. And as if like they hardly had anything else going on in their lives, as if like Miranda wasn't and Charlotte and, and all of them weren't successful in their careers yet, that like everything just came back to, and then I get that's the show. Like, okay, like if you were yeah, talking about Sex in the else. City, yeah. But I think but, it still just perpetuates this idea of, um, uh, you know, because I think you know, just from my own perspective, um, you know, when I'm working with with clients, it's like, do you have friends where you only talk about dating, and is it more along the realms of like complaining about dating and relationships? Because that's that shit's going to bring you down. <laughs> yeah, totally. It would totally bring me down. Yeah. That used to drive me nuts too. Like they never talked about politics or their families. Like I, I used to wonder like, do any of them have moms or dads or siblings, cousins? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nothing. And, and I thought that was weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So the last show we'll talk about, and this is the show I, I love, and I actually think it's really brilliant the way they talk about relationships. I'm kind of curious to what you think, but and I, and my listeners probably already know what show I'm going to talk about, but have you ever seen How I Met Your Mother? No. Oh, no. I know. It's the most popular <laughs> show. You know what? I only saw the very last episode, and oh, I was then like, it, like, it ruined the whole thing. 
That was awful. I'm like, this is garbage. What are people talking about all these years? I am the worst when it comes to TV shows. Like some of those really popular ones, I've never seen them. Okay. So I'm sorry. No, it's okay. It's okay. Um, yeah. So the last episode, the last season you could argue was terrible. I think most mm-hmm. people agree with that, but the last, like how it ended pissed off so many people. So yeah, you definitely didn't, didn't see their, their better side. But for people listening who just want to know, like my take on it is, I don't know if like, um, what's his name? The guy who plays Ted Mosby. I think he's the producer, the creator of the show. I don't know if he meant to do this, but mm-hmm. my take on that is, you know, so basically, do you know the premise of How You Met Your yeah. Mother? Okay. And the like, yeah. Okay. So, you know, there's like the, the, the main group. And so there's like Lily and Marshall who are just like this, you know, crazy, you know, in, in the real world would probably be a really unhealthy relationship. And then they have Ted, who is like the hopeless romantic and searching for his soulmate. And my bio on my website actually is like, I called myself the female version of Ted Mosby. Cause I was like chronically looking for my soulmate, but chronically single. Um, and then they have, um, Barney, um, who's played by Neil Patrick Harris, who, um, is just, like the womanizer, you know, on the mm-hmm. show. And he's like always trying to pick up girls and everything. And he has like the playbook and, and bro code and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I actually have a blog post about this. So I'll put it in the links to the show notes, everyone listening. Um, but anyways, he, so anyway, so they, the show paints Barney as like this, <clears throat> this womanizer and like awful guy, not awful, but just like someone that you wouldn't want, you know, your daughter to, 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 to date or to, or to hook up with. Um, whereas like Ted Mosby is like this wholesome guy who's just looking to be someone's husband. But when it comes to like some of the details of what they say, I think it's really interesting because I think the way that Ted Mosby goes about dating is actually pretty unhealthy. And the way that Barney talks about dating, um, is, is so much, um, more, uh, realistic or to, or, um, more healthy outlook, I think, but they mm-hmm. just kind of convolute it in a way that makes it look like he's a w- womanizer or just like totally materialistic, which I think is just hilarious. Um, so one example of that is, you know, part of Barney's thing is he always says like suit up. Um, like he wants like Ted to like wear a suit and Marshall to wear a suit and then go do things in suit and his suits. And the whole joke is like, he has so many suits and like closet full of suits and all that kind of stuff. And, um, and it's like supposed to be a joke and materialistic and he's shallow and, and whatever. But I actually really like it because, um, it makes him feel really good. Like wearing the suits makes him feel, sure. um, like how he wants to feel, which is like confident and, um, whatever. And I think that, um, that's a really good lesson to, to learn. It's not that you have to dress a certain way, but it's like, you have to, but like dressing just in a way that makes you feel really good and really confident, no matter what other people are saying or doing, I think is a really great message. So that was just an example, but obviously yeah. you can't, I don't know if you can, you probably can't talk more about that because you haven't seen it. So that's okay. I'll forgive you. <laughs> No, no. I saw, I saw him on Broadway in Hedwig and the Angry Itch, which was amazing. Neil Patrick Harris. Uh-huh. But um, I, no, I don't know why I never got into that. I don't watch a lot of uh, sitcoms anymore. I, I don't know why. Got it. Okay. So my last, actually, I said this last time, but this will really be my last question about <laughs> movies. Um, uh, so how do you feel about all of the Meg Ryan and um, Tom Hanks movies? <laughs> 
I think they're wonderful, but they are works of fiction. And mm-hmm. they and if you're looking for those perfect relationships that they have, like you're going to be alone, you know, it's, yeah. it just doesn't, life doesn't work out that way. You know, some, you know, Hollywood and movies, they, they, they are a distraction and a wonderful distraction sometimes, but it could be a kind of a dangerous one. If you think it's, yeah. it's based on real life could really. Happen. Yeah. There's one couple of friends with, hopefully I'll never hear this, but they always go like, we're like when Harry met Sally, that's exactly who we are. And they just basically were friends who started dating and then they got married. I mean, it's not like, <laughs> it's never happened before. You know, you're not that special, Come on. but you know, I get uh, people romanticize all that stuff all the time. I mean, which one's your favorite of theirs? I love Joe versus the volcano. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Oh, it's um, so good. Oh, really? Oh, I don't know. That. Yeah. Okay. I'll have to watch that one. Um, well, I mean, I, I think I just have to say when Harry met Sally is my favorite. Um, mm-hmm. I really like sleep is in Seattle, but yeah. probably, when Harry Met Sally takes the edge. Yeah, I, I, I guess you. Um, but my favorite rom-com of all, well, it might be When Harry Met Sally, but I think it really is, um, and this is like so bad because the show has the worst line ever, but Jerry, Jerry Maguire. <laughs> I know, I know. I I love that movie for some reason. And, um, uh, but that show, or that one line, you know, like, you complete me. I, and I talk about yeah. that all the time with my clients. Like, it's just don't listen to that, but listen to everything else in the movie. Everything else, right, right, It's because right. that they kid were... is so cute. It's not fair. That's why that movie is the best. Yeah, no, I'm with you. <laughs> I enjoyed it, too. I mean, but yeah, that last line always. Do you remember they had that Bruce Springsteen song they play on the radio, and then they would intersperse lines from the movie with it? They play it. Oh, my God. And they did that line at the end. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. It's like, gag me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. But it's funny because one of my friend's dads is a sports agent. So one of the first questions I asked her when I found out, I was like, so is it like Jerry Maguire? Like, is that real? <laughs> what did he say? Um, she said, well, a lot of it is like, like, um, like she's like her dad apparently is more like Jerry Maguire than like the other guys who like never talk to their clients or talk to their you know, before they talk to their clients in the locker room before the games and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, um, I don't know. He said, she said it's like that part was like, um, kind of her, her real life. We're going totally off topic now, but, um, but she just said that was really funny that her dad used to have a lot of like his clients. So like his like football players and all that kind of stuff stay in their house. Um, you know, when they were still trying to make the team and things like that. So like all these like Cleveland Browns players, like used to like sleep in their guest room and she was like 10 years old. So it's it's really funny. Oh my God. (laughs) Um, okay. So back, so I think, okay. So I think we have definitely made a really strong point. So hopefully everyone listening, um, you know, watch rom-coms cause they're fun. Like it's not like they're bad, like they're entertainment, but you know, Mm -hmm. just, you know, just some perspective and, um, and, you know, just one thing I, I will add as we, as we wrap up is, um, cause a lot of people say like, I, I don't know what a real relationship feels like or what I'm supposed to feel like. And so just my own two cents on that is if you don't know what your, you know, what your ideal relationship feels like or a healthy relationship feels like, like start having that relationship with yourself. And mm-hmm. okay. Yes. That's like super cheesy. I get it. But you know, this is something that I work with my clients on is like figuring out how they actually want to feel and their relationship. And then, um, you know, do that for, do that for yourself. So if you want to feel loved and supported and confident, you know, like start doing things for yourself 
that will help you to feel that way. So yep. that'll help you to, um, you know, and then when you, and then when you're dating, you know, you, you can recognize it better, you know, and, and that will be your new story that you're, that you're basing dating and relationships off of rather than like Hollywood and pop culture and all that kind of stuff. So, um, anyways, so I just wanted to plug that for everyone listening, thinking like, well, what do I do now? Um, but before I let you go, Margo, the last question I ask all of my guests is what is your favorite way to treat yourself? Uh, pedicures. Ooh, good one. Nice. And they're nice. They're really inexpensive in New York. When I visit my yeah. mom in Nevada, it's like 40, 50 bucks for just a basic one. Like in New York, I can get a really good one for like 20, 25 bucks. Yeah. And I sit there and I just, it's, I just, some people are like, oh, I don't like people touching my feet. I love it. Yeah. I, I, I'm like, I just, I, that's how I indulge myself. And it's not it. expensive, but my feet look really pretty and I don't, and I just, it makes me feel good. Awesome. I love that. I love pedicures too. That might be top oh, one for me as well. But I live in Dallas and they are that, I forget how much they are, but I think they're like $35, $40 with tips. Yeah. So it's not like, not those New York price. I don't think there's anywhere other than New York that have those cheap pedicures, but they have, they have salons everywhere in New York. In my neighborhood, yeah. there's like a nail salon almost on every single block. So they're real competitive and they have like the massage chairs and mm-hmm. they got screens. You can watch stuff on TV or you can just listen to your podcast or you can read. And I just love it. That's how I indulge myself. Awesome. I love that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the show today and talking about two two different topics, fitness and um, movies, but I think, I think everyone probably enjoyed this. So thank you so much for sharing your, um, just like your two cents and your perspective on, on those topics. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me on the show. It was a lot of fun. Thank you for listening to date yourself radio. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive free coaching with me in an upcoming episode or submit your question. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe to it in iTunes. I would also be so grateful if you left a review since that helps me share the power of dating yourself with more women. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be a part of my community at veronicagrant.com. Until next week, here's to treating yourself the way you want to be treated. Much love and happy dating. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack 
for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.